I'm drunk on your mother's puss. You're listening to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast, the podcast about all things metal and everything in between, a production of TheMetalRobot.com, created and hosted by Tom McKay. I am losing any ideas that I could come up with for how I can start this show. But um, either way, welcome to the podcast. And as you can tell by the run length of this podcast, we're looking at a much longer podcast here. And that is mostly by accident, but also because there was a lot to talk about in this podcast. Uh, There was a couple topics that I wanted to touch on, straight topics. But another one was just, you know, given how you know, messed up everything can be in the world today. I just wanted to take the opportunity to just sit down with a friend and just shoot the shit. That's basically it. So uh, there's quite a bit of the segment uh, of the podcast where we just talk. And I think uh, given how the world has gone to shit nowadays and how everything is falling apart and hopefully everything will go back to normal, where we just sit down as adults and just shoot the shit. Uh, so that's what I did with uh, my buddy Colin Sterling of Thrasher's Paradise. Uh, but before then, I started talking about the DMCA uh, takedowns on Twitch. And after the me and Colin shot to shit, we talked about uh, Stephen Carpenter of Deftones. Which, if you heard anything about what he what he said, I think it's gonna be glorious when you when he and I starts talking about it. Given that he didn't know about it, and I just could not wait to tell him. <laughs> so. Uh, I rec- for that reason alone, I recommend listening all the way through the entire podcast if you have the time, uh, if you're on the bus, or if you're just playing it in the background of you while you're working. I highly recommend that you at least listen to the majority of the episode because there's a lot of important points I make, but also it's a lot of fun just talking with someone for once. I like being able to talk to people. So if that interests you, again, keep listening through, and I hope you enjoy this ep- this extra-long episode of the Metal Robot Podcast. So, without further ado, let's get into it. You're listening to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast. Recently, Twitch has seen a huge insurgence of musicians coming to the platform to stream a lot of their music. Matt Heafy has been there for a while, but Herman Lee jumped on board. Many other musicians are jumping on board as well because they were forced off the tour bus due to a global pandemic that somehow hasn't gone anywhere. Like, how far along is the vaccine, by the way? Like, please tell me it's soon, because I want to go to a show without worrying about smelling my own breath in my mask and whether or not the person I'm talking to can give me COVID from tapping beer cans. Cheers, cling, good luck. Now, given the upward trend of musicians on Twitch, it's no surprise, really, that a lot of people have gone to the platform to get their concert fix from musicians in their bedrooms. I actually interviewed one such musician back in April. Sophia, aka Sunfire TV, who was on the platform for a few years and has been drumming on it for the majority of that time. She's experienced firsthand the joys of playing on Twitch, as she said so in the interview. So I started drumming on Twitch and I don't know, it it just went from there. I just got so dedicated to the channel that it pretty, pretty much became like like a baby to me, a uh, second priority in life in a way. Like, I don't know, it just became my passion because in a way I saw it growing so much and I got so much better at drumming that I cherished it. And so, I, you know, I kept I kept putting as much as I could to it and, and I kept building the community and my skills as a drummer too. Now, of course, she's not the only one either. And it's pretty evident how well it's gone, especially when you look at someone like Matt Heafy of Trivium, who's been on Twitch for a few years now and exploded on the platform as a streamer. But unfortunately, as with many things that are great, the music industry saw that and sought to put an end to it. Streamers left and right have been hit with lots, and I mean lots, of what are called DMCA takedowns on streamers for playing copyrighted music on their stream. 
Even Twitch was surprised by the influx. They mentioned in a statement that they used to get about 50 takedown requests in a year, but now, as of May, they were getting thousands. Thousands. Like, way to be behind the curb there, record labels. It seems like, seeing as the music category has been on Twitch for a few years now, it's not just your ethics and morals that have been dated, it's also your fucking reaction time. Way to go, guys. The situation is so bad that some takedowns aren't even justified. Like in-game sound effects and others that are infuriating and unjustified, but are also kind of hilarious. Like there was a takedown of a VOD on a baking stream because the blender confused a content ID bot to think that the stream was playing Skrillex. I, I don't know what that's a commentary on, how broken the content ID system is, or the quality of Skrillex albums. Now, obviously, there's been a huge, huge issue with all of this, as many streamers have been hit hard by these takedown requests, and a lot of them don't understand why and are reasonably frustrated about it. So for this podcast, I want to take a look at why this is happening. Is this an abuse of power, or is it purely justified under the law, or maybe somewhere in the middle? Well, for, before we get into all that, we need to start with why this is happening. And it's important to note what exactly the DMCA is in this regard, because I feel like there's a bit of a misunderstanding as to what its purpose is. Now, I could sit here and read the actual legal provisions to you and hope to God it makes sense, but I've been reading through them for the past couple of hours, and even I don't understand what the fuck it's trying to say. I literally had to look up a dumbed-down version on YouTube, and I still don't think I understand it fully. Like, that's how much of a disaster this whole thing is when you try to introduce copyright law to people who've probably never opened a fucking law textbook before. But to put it briefly, the DMCA, or Digital Millennium Copyright Act, is a law that was put into place back in the late 90s, when the internet was just getting started in being used on a widely accessible basis. But basically, the DMCA was designed to balance the scales of power and interest between copyright holders, in this case the music labels, service providers, like YouTube and Twitch, and the user, that being you and me. So basically, in this law, copyright holders have the right to use the DMCA to send takedown notices to service providers like Twitch if they see that their copyrighted material is being used in an infringing way. So if it's not falling under fair use. Like say, if you were to just play a song in its entirety without trying to transform it or even just talk about it like a review. But at which point the service provider has two choices. Either take it down immediately or endure a lawsuit, which that I will get back to in a bit. Now, on the request of the takedown, Twitch or YouTube, or whoever will have to take down the content, I don't know, fucking Pornhub, lets the user know what's happening, and it'll give them the option to appeal, which, without the DMCA, I can't stress this enough, would not be an option. Basically, the DMCA is put in place to cover the asses of everybody. It's the ultimate compromise, leaving everybody unhappy. Because the other option is for Twitch and or the user to lawyer up and lawyer up fast. And that's where the confusion comes from. Because streamers and viewers are blaming the DMCA for a lot of the problems in the takedowns. And I'm not saying it's perfect by any means. Far from it. It's not. It's a law that's aged about as well as Iggy Pop and Nu Metal. But I gotta say, none of this is actually the DMCA's fault when you really look at it properly is the fault of major record labels being overprotective of the material under their copyright, and Twitch's incompetence for not seeing this shit coming and not being prepared for it. Like, you know, they should have been from the start. Because the harsh reality is, Twitch's entire platform, technically, is a platform of pure copyright infringement. And I am also talking about video games as well. 
Not kidding, think about it for a second. If someone was to stream the story mode from the new Call of Duty game in its entirety, and the creators took that streamer to court, it's not unreasonable to think that the court might rule in favor of the game developer. It's an extreme case that will probably never happen, mostly because we've seen what happens when Nintendo has used a DMCA, but with how current copyright law is set up, it can happen. Legally, they'd be in the right. I'm not saying that's the way it has to be, but that's the way it is. Which means that, no, playing bass over your favorite Tool song is not allowed without a license. But be happy, because it means that they're not just picking on you because you chose to play bass. Like, just be happy about that. I consider that a win in my book, honestly. <laughs> so what about the ability to get a license from the copyright owners to play the song? Because that is an option that can be done. If you want to play the song, why not just get a license? That should stop it, right? That should stop the DMCA takedowns. Well, yes, actually, it would tell the copyright owners, hey, hey, I have the right to play this song on my stream, and they would legally have to leave you alone. It's why radio stations and DJs have the right to play your favorite songs on the radio. Every song that they play, they own a license for. But as you can probably imagine from that, that's not the whole story. Because what else? Money. A license to play a song on any broadcast can cost as low as under 100 bucks, which sounds fairly cheap, but that's the small independent artists. If you want to play, say, Event Sevenfold's Bat Country on your stream, you're looking at potentially thousands of dollars. This is the same thing if you want to play it live at a show. Like, uh, if you were to, say, play Black Sabbath, you would probably be paying quite a lot of money just to play one song which is probably fine for a radio station with advertisers and sponsors paying thousands of dollars as it is to keep the bitch running, but not so great for guitar players in their bedrooms who just bought a webcam and are hoping for the best. And that's not even getting into the part where they can reject a request for a license. All you're doing is applying for the license when you put your name in. They can reject it at any point. And that is another can of worms that I don't want to get into here. But even then, I don't completely put blame on the music labels. Are they money-hungry assholes who see every instance of their copyrighted music being shown somewhere without their permission as a threat to their bottom line? Yeah, yeah they are. I Honestly, I thought I was going somewhere else with that, but here we are. Yes, that's exactly what they are. But with the current legal system in place, and with how copyright is set up, the music labels are within their right to act like assholes and get away with it. As a result, the streamer community has been hit hard even for those who haven't received any takedowns. Remember Sunfire TV? Her streams consist of user-requested covers, which, as we've established, is a business model that's bound to be taken down. And I guarantee you, Sunfire TV does not have any licenses to play any of that music. And so she's literally scared shitless. I was on a stream and she literally ended it halfway through because the stress of possibly being taken down was beginning to get to her. Despite the fact that, again, she hasn't even been targeted yet. And that's the point. Because even if you haven't been targeted yet, the very idea that your entire livelihood can be taken away in an instant because of a show that's widely understood, and I repeat again, widely understood by the population to be okay, can be devastating. Critics on YouTube have also been dealing with this for years, lest we forget that Where's the Fair Use was trending not too long ago. But at least... Critics can plead fair use, because under the law of fair use, or fair dealing if you're in the UK and Canada, criticism and review fall under fair use. Performance and covers don't. So, 
At this point, it looks pretty bleak for many of the streamers who want to play music on their streams. And again, as we've established, games aren't free either. You could get everything taken down because you decided to go into a game with a fucking police sound effect. But for the music streamers, what can be done at the very least? There's gotta be a system put in place where you can save the gamers at least, but what can be done for the music streamers? Well, the good news is that smaller artists and labels, while they do have the right to take your stream down if you play their stuff, are not going to go through the DMCA if their music is being used on Twitch. Hell, speaking with many smaller artists has taught me that it's actually welcoming. They are happy to see their stuff played on many streams or radio stations. I mean, I know, for me at least, seeing my song Hung by the Wings of Fate being played on an online radio show and on Twitch streams is absolutely incredible. I couldn't be happier to see this being the case. Some part of me really likes seeing that and hearing that. So cover artists and Twitch musicians are going to need to adjust to playing music that is smaller and more local because it's very good for the local metal scene and many of them welcome it. And to help you with this, if the requested song is from Sony, Universal, or Warner, you should probably not play those songs, seeing as they're the ones who are infamously notorious for using the DMCA system like this. If that means that your awesome skills at playing the number of the beast on drums can't be done, then so it must be. Now, of course, if you have the means to do so, you should look into getting licenses for any songs that you know how to play or just want to play, and you should set up a song list that people can use to request songs. While this means that it will shut down open requests for Down With The Sickness performed by International Treasure's Bev and Bob, then that's going to be the case, although you can definitely put that song in the request list if you'd like to. Just be careful. And if you don't have the means to purchase a license for popular songs, because again, they can cost a lot of money, pitch shifting them is not going to cut it either. So if you have connections within music, like maybe uh, like with your friends or smaller artists, try getting permission from uh, your music friends to play their stuff instead. You'd be supporting your friends and the local music scene at the same time if you do that. Again, it does mean that you can't play the bigger name songs that you want to play, but that's what you're going to have to do for now. And as for the viewers, we need to get accustomed to not requesting big artists anymore. I know it's great to hear your favorite songs played by your favorite streamers, but that can't happen anymore if the big names are going to keep taking down your favorite streamers. At the end, you can see it as a big fuck you to Warner, Sony, and Universal, because if their songs aren't going to get played anymore in places where a lot of people are going, they might end up falling in line eventually. Like, you can see it as a way to help out in the long run, but... Most importantly, and this is very important to, to note, Twitch needs to get their shit together and figure this out. They've been way too lax on the DMCA copyright stuff for way, way too long. Seriously, again, if we're living in a world where a blender can be confused for fucking Skrillex, you know that shit on Twitch is not normal. Get it fixed, Twitch. The streamers depend on it. If you're a fan of Metal Robot Reviews or the Metal Robot Podcast or anything affiliated with TheMetalRobot.com, then I can somehow assume that you might want to find some way to contribute to the show. Now, of course, I'm not talking about money or anything of that sort. No, 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 no. I do not want your money. I'm very proud at the moment to be self-funding this show. But I'm talking more about stuff like suggesting albums for review, or coming up with ideas or suggesting ideas for future deep dive topics or podcast topics, uh, 
chatting with others in the community, showing your support for a show that for a while has been a big passion project of mine, uh, or sharing your own passion projects with others in the community. Well, for this reason, I have set up a Metal Robot dedicated server on Discord. It's free to join, there's no paywalls to get in, or and no exclusivity, like, you must be this kind of person to get it, no, 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 no. It's free to join for everybody who wants to join. It's a place to have fun and talk amongst others in the community, uh, and there's a variety of different topics that you can share your opinions on and share your stuff with. So if you're a music lover, there's channels to share your favorite songs, albums, etc. If you're a musician, you can talk with other musicians and get advice or even suggest music from your own catalog for community review. Gamers are welcome as well as I enjoy games as much as I do music. And really, I really would like to see more gamers come in. We've got a few gamers in the lobby, in the server, and it's a great place to talk amongst yourself for games. But on top of that, a large variety of topics to discuss among many others in the community. There's art, not safe for work stuff, etc., etc. If you can get an idea from that, then I think you're in the right place. But I, I think this one is very, very important. It's a good place to promote your own stuff as well in the self-promo channel. So if you've got any passion projects of your own, like you're starting up on Twitch or you've got a YouTube channel, your own music, uh, you're selling some art, you're selling anything, you're doing anything that you want people to know about, then that's a great place to promote it. Uh, so far, we've got a few people in the server and we'd love for more people to come in and join and have fun with us. So if any of that sounds like fun to you, then check the description of this podcast and click to join the Metal Robot Discord server. You're listening to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast. So this t- podcast is usually about bringing on topics that are that you'd find in like a talk show radio show. And usually it's never really brought up that every once in a while we can just bring someone in to shoot the shit. So today I brought in Colin Sterling to shoot the shit. Colin, how are you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. I'm the first ever free time guest on the metal robot review, the metal robot podcast. It's a huge honor. Thank you so much, buddy, for having me on to just hang out and shoot the shit. Of course, of course. And uh, I, I do like, I obviously I have like, a lot of stuff I do want to talk about with you, uh, but this is obviously just, you know, just conversing like we're having a drink. Uh, I see, I can see you on the camera. You you are drinking something right now. What are you drinking? Yes. Um, you're going to kind of laugh at me for it. It is a blueberry blonde beer. Blueberry blonde beer. What is that? What does that entail? Um, well, it is a beer. Okay. Um, blonde is a certain style of beer. and it has a hint of blueberry in the taste, and I shit you not, in the middle of the night, I will have dreams about this beer. <laughs> is it that good? I love it. I think it's phenomenal. It is a beer that you can purchase at your local beer store. Mm. It is from, if you give me a second, because I don't have the can on me right now, but if okay. I go into my bar, it is by... Broadhead Brewery. The brewery was established in 2011 and is from Ottawa, Ontario. So our nation's capital. Nice. Yeah, I can't. Uh, we, we, obviously, we can't see what it looks like on the podcast, but I, I'm looking at it right now. And yeah, that actually, uh, well, not right now, but I saw it uh, when you pulled it up. And yeah, look. Yeah, I'll be sure to keep an eye on that. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. I'll hook you up with one. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you did you did the same thing for uh, the Iron Maiden Trooper beer, and I've been addicted yes. ever since. And dude, LCB, right? LCBO, they were selling them for like like 
two, three bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I'm getting six of these. <laughs> yeah, no, if you follow the official Iron Maiden Beer Canada Instagram profile and Facebook page, right. you get up-to-date information about the beers that are coming overseas to Canada to be sold at, like, you know, our LCBOs, Quebec's, SAQs. Mm-hmm. Um, they announced that more beers are coming over there because they have, like, 12 different styles of, of beer to choose from the one I am looking forward to the most is their fear of the dark stout. And for those that do not know what a stout is, it is a darker kind of beer, but when it's called fear of the dark, it's like, yeah, I want to try it. (laughs) Yeah. sounds like something I want to try too. Honestly, it's fear of the dark. That's like, that was like my pet name in high school. Not and, really, but for, and Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, um, so I, it took it, it did take you a bit to come on the podcast too, because we uh, we were talking like yeah uh, nine nine thirty, ten o'clock has rolled around and you're just coming on now, which I, I'm totally fine with. I, I'm, uh, you said that you were doing some stuff. So, what were you up yes. to before uh, before coming on here? Funny you mentioned that. So, my brother had a guitar lesson, and oh. he is a good he is a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Jeff Wilson, and Je- mm. for those who may know him, Jeff was part of a death metal band from Burlington called Sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sledgehammer sadly broke up, uh. but t- but he is now in a new rock band with members of Hamilton thrash metal band Profaner and Carmen North. Mm. So the band is called Shot Down Twice, and the best way to describe it is it is rock music that metalheads would appreciate. Appreciate and possibly actively listen to. <laughs> um, the EP is actually pretty good, which you can listen to on Spotify. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I had them over to sit down and talk, have a quick interview with them for YouTube uh, for Thrasher's Paradise. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this was all planned before Red Zone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was comfortable with it. They were so comfortable with it. So we got that done. And sadly, that went over like a traditional thrasher's paradise interview usually does it goes above and beyond and gets derailed very quickly because of the chemistry that is built between guest and host i don't know why it's it sounded like you said like sadly it went like every every interview goes i'm like that's if that's a, the worst case scenario i would love to see the best case scenario for a thrasher's paradise interview oh uh, there is no best case scenario it's either <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be derailed and hilarious for the viewer or it's gonna be awkward <laughs> so just hope i'm not interviewing a quebec band <laughs> oh, or metalcore band uh <laughs> metalcore band actually you know what the metalcore bands aren't as awkward as what you would think even with the freaking uh who would win in the fight lemme or god question comes up oh i know which one you're thinking of <laughs> how could i not think of that one? Oh my gosh i know i know um no that i still think that was a good interview mm-hmm. besides that question i felt but up into that question, everything else was good. It was very nice. It felt smooth. It was like a casual conversation, which is what mm-hmm. I tried to go with on Thrashers. And I I still say this is the most awkward conversation I ever had. And I say this because I don't know why, but the Quebec bands I interview, they tend to be a bit more awkward or more serious really? about the music. Well, why is that? I here's what I personally believe. I personally believe because Montreal is such a hardcore metal hotspot mm-hmm. 
you have to be very serious about your band when you're in that kind of hotspot because there are so many different bands of so many different styles who are fighting to get the attention of the Montreal crowd that even if you're if you're not serious enough you could you could be like well we've lost interest in half of the listeners so what's the point of even still existing if we're not doing really? this seriously I, I don't know that's what i feel about the montreal scene but then again i think that's a good thing though that bands do take it seriously because mm-hmm. there's you know you there is a point where you do have to take yourself seriously where okay, we are serious about this. We do want to perform. We do want to write albums. So I think that's important to be serious about that, but you don't need to be serious like 24-7 about the music. Yeah, like, guys, you, this is not, you're not Nergal. Relax. <laughs> you yes, don't need to t- you're not you Necronomicon. You don't need to take it all that seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, because I, I feel like, I feel like there are like, metal scenes have different, attitudes towards their music because uh, like you were talking about yes. Montreal uh, what's the you you've hung around a lot of the Kitchener metal scene hey, what's their mentality oh, yes. like it is one huge Italian family <laughs> not, not a lot of them are Italian but it, it feels like that like they're out supporting each other night in night out show after show after show it doesn't matter who comes to town but you'll see the same guys from Invicta Raider Kazark Demise Apoc a Rippered all at shows, just supporting one another because they're a family in like a Kitchener. Cult. And I think, yeah, like a cult, <laughs> kind of. But I think that's what makes the Kitchener scene one you know, of the without, stronger without the sacrifices, obviously. Oh, of course. Of course, no, yeah. <laughs> but, and that just brings my point where that I, I do believe this, that Kitchener has the best metal scene in Southern Ontario. Mm-hmm. Because when you compare it to one, when you compare it to a Toronto where it's so easy to get lost because of how huge the GTA is, mm-hmm. and uh, to a Hamilton scene that has not a whole lot of bands to really support it. Yeah, well, there, there. That's the thing. Like, there are, uh, from what I can tell from the, uh, the from the metal archives, there are there are a lot of Hamilton bands. A lot of them have either split up or have gone elsewhere. Uh, like they're yes. all like originating in Hamilton, but they don't really bother with Hamilton that much. The only mm-hmm. like Hamilton band I've seen that has actually like actively supported Hamilton is not even a metal band. There's like the the Arkells. Yeah, and I, I would say the same about Monster Truck too. Yeah. Oh, Monster Truck is great though. I like Monster Truck. Oh, I like Monster Truck too. I actually have the um, their EP, the black, no, the brown EP. Mm. No, that was really good. Yeah, I, I don't have any of their stuff, but whenever they come on, like uh, the uh, the the uh, Saint Catherine's radio station, ninety seven seven hits FM, I don't turn off. I'm like, this is good stuff. No, no, of course, of course. I like older Monster Truck over the newer stuff. There, there's a difference. I never even noticed. Um, I don't know. For me, it's like I think I appreciate the older stuff mainly because I I get like heavy, mm. like deep purple sound vibes from it oh, and yeah. when i'm thinking of deep purple i obviously go straight to the machine head album <laughs> which i went out of my way to buy uh recently uh, <laughs> but no just like yeah we have bands like who's pharaoh profaner uh, cryophilic 30 immolated 16 return and absorb here in hamilton but those are like the main bands and they don't really perform that much. Mm. 
not saying the quality of music they release isn't great. It is phenomenal. It's just you you know, I'd like to see more of more performances here in Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, me too, honestly. Uh because like uh the last metal perfor- metal show I went to that was in Hamilton was uh Metal Monday that you put up. And a lot of the acts weren't even from Hamilton. Like uh the majority of them were like from out of town. Yes. Our headliners were Kitchener people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, it was worth it. Shot Down Twice did pretty good. Uh, yes, they did. John, I, again, I will reiterate this till the day I fucking die. Johnny Cash is a national treasure. Johnny No Cash. You mean John- Johnny No yeah. Cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, to be fair, I just woke up like a couple hours ago. So No worries. No worries. And, I figured. And hey, I, I even made that comparison when I was making the uh, the advertisement for, uh, for uh, Reverend Radio Show's, uh, what was it, the... God, what was it again? What was it called? Rockers Without Borders. Rockers Without Borders, yeah. I made that comparison yes. too. I'm like Johnny No Cash and uh, Pun, I guess. I don't know, something like that. I'll have to pull up the video to remember exactly what I said, but it was something like that. It's on, like it's on your comparison. YouTube. It's on YouTube, yes. It's still up. It it's is still on up. your YouTube. Speaking yeah. of that, how, how is Metal Robot Reviews going along? I know that we should be expecting a couple of things from you soon, I hope. Yeah, uh, so right now I am still working on I'm still working on the editing process for a video for um, a review of a band called Furnace. They're like a Swedish. Oh. Yeah, you've have you heard of them? Or? No, I, I'm intrigued by the name though. That's that's they're, unusual. Yeah, they're a Swedish death metal band, uh, and uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers here, just in case this podcast doesn't come out when the video comes out. All I will say is that if you like Swedish death metal, this will be your thing. Okay. That's about it, though. That's all I can really say. <laughs> I think that might be a spoiler for the review, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, yes, we will see what happens. But no, I'm more talking about your hit series, the 10 second, 10 second purge. purge. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, yeah. The series that features me crying like a, like a big boy uh, for a shadow cult, but um, <laughs> mentioned in the last uh, interview. You did, I did. Yeah. I saw, I did see that you meant you talked to shadow cult and you brought up like your album made a man cry. <laughs> How does that feel? Yes. Uh, but yeah, 10 second purge. I, I'm still working on uh, listening to albums for quarter three. Uh, for quarter three, I've made it all the way through, like about halfway through July, which is sad. But either way, I've come up. I've come up with. Uh, I, I've I've been able to listen to quite a few albums for quarter three. I'm still going through. Yeah. Quarter four, obviously, we're halfway through that now, and uh, I don't know when quarter three will be coming up. I do got a few albums lined up for it, uh, but I will be. Working on that, and hopefully both quarter three and quarter four will be coming up before the end of the year. Well, here's hoping, but no, I don't blame you, but you know what? I'm in the same boat as you. I Just life's been hectic right now, and it's been hard just to sit down and listen to music. Yeah, well, mostly, like, for me, my excuse is work. Because uh, yes. even, even though, like, I – even though my, my, quote, day job isn't, like, every single day, it's mostly on the weekends, it's the freelance work that's kicking my ass. See, I'm with you there because I just started – my new full-time job at a candy factory Mm -hmm. and you know that that i did that i did that last summer and when thrashers first started and it worked perfectly because i had the schedule for the factory was a year in advance Mm -hmm. so you knew what you were doing every day for the entire year so it made it so much easy just to book interviews yes figure out what shows i can and cannot go to um but i have to factor in my well before i got laid off my restaurant job Mm -hmm. because that would fit in on my days off from the factory because 
I love working at that restaurant and the people there love me. The owners, the owners, I kid you not. When I told them I was up when I got the factory job, the first things they told the managers were they didn't want to lose me as an employee. Mm. And I'm like, oh shit, I can't leave now. (laughs) They love me so much. It's I can't leave. It's like, that's the ultimate guilt card I feel anyone can do, but I, I do appreciate the fact that the owners feel that way about me. Cause I feel mm-hmm. that way about that, the restaurant I work at, because it feels it, for the first time in my life, I actually really enjoy working in the restaurant industry mm-hmm. again. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've never really worked officially in the restaurant industry before, so I can't speak on how, how well it is. Uh, it, the closest I came to restaurant industry was working fast food. That's about it. Uh, have you have you ever worked fast food, Colin? Uh, I guess you could technically say with the pace of this restaurant I work at, you can call it fast food, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I have not. Uh, <laughs> don't start. I'll tell you <laughs> don't start working fast food. I can say from my own experience. And I'm sure anybody else listening to this podcast will tell you if they've ever worked in fast food. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, I used to work um, when I was 15. My, that was my first job, too. I, I worked as a, as a cook at KFC. Oh. I'll tell you right now, it's it was a decent first job, but it was fucking shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, looking back on it, there's there's a reason I don't eat KFC anymore. <laughs> it's It was bad. Because keep in mind, I was also the person who was, like, cooking the chicken. Like, and I was breading, oh, the, I was breading the chicken. I was cooking it. I had to grab the chicken from the freezer. It was like, yeah. And the big reason I don't eat KFC anymore. I, I can't speak for every other location, but this location was really bad. There's a reason why it closed down. The oh, food. <laughs> that, that's enough. That, I think that's all that needs to be said about why you don't like KFC. Yeah, yeah. Well, the food, the food essentially, the, their storage policy for this particular location was if it's in the freezer, it's good. Pull it out. Oh no! Oh no, indeed. Uh, and so, like, I, I, I can't speak on how long each item has been in the freezer, but if that's the storage policy, I'm not trusting it at all. Um, I it, it gave me PTSD for every KFC from that point on. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a bad storage policy. And when they said that their lease was bought out by Tim Hortons, I was like, yeah, no, it's not. And that was even more evident by the fact Tim Hortons never even moved into the location. Because <laughs> Tim Hortons knew straight up. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, even even funnier because like Tim Hortons never moved in. But you know what did move in? A real estate agency uh, like years <laughs> later. Like this is – like you mind. I – like the place closed down when I was still like – I think I was 15 or 16. So that was like – Oh, okay. So that was like year like years ago, like a good solid – how old am I now? I'm 23, so uh, that's about math, math, seven years ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah, seven to eight years ago. Uh, it took like four years before someone moved in. And uh, the, before that, the place was just barren. It was abandoned, basically. Did you say barren? As in the song by Lutero off of their brand new EP, Wings of Agony? It could be a good way to describe it, honestly. It was, it was like there was no <laughs> one. Because legit, no one moved in. Nobody moved yeah. into the place. And <laughs> Like That's crazy. That would have been a good place to host a music video, but nonetheless, like if you like filming a, a music video in an abandoned fast food restaurant, I don't know. Yeah, you could. You don't no. know. What, you don't know what might lurk in the kitchen. Exactly. So. No, um, I gotta ask you this because we usually talk about this every time we talk, whether mm-hmm. it is in person or on the phone. I, I, I have to know, Tom. Mm-hmm. What have you been listening to that's new? 
Ooh, oh, uh, I'd have to pull up like what what I've been listening to for the 10 second purge. Uh, but for the most part, I've mostly been listening to uh, to like music that I find from streamers that 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 play a lot of requests. Um, which I, early in this podcast, I did talk about like DMCA bullshit, but, uh, streamers, I've been like a good go-to for music, uh, for mm-hmm. performances. One I've been watching, uh, quite a bit of, and I've, I've grown accustomed to watching every once in a while, Sunfire TV. Uh, have you heard of her stuff? No, I have not, but it sounds interesting. She is a drummer. I actually talked with her on the, on the show before. And like, yes. The was she the one you interviewed on the YouTube channel? Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, she, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, she's a drummer, uh, but she, she'll play like a lot of like meme songs and like uh, mo- like uh, like when they get requested, of course. But mostly like rock metal, uh, and a lot of stuff gets requested. I'm like, that's good stuff. Let me look it up, yeah. and that's that's how I found what was it? Uh, Slaughter to Prevail, I think their band name is. Uh, oh. Yeah, like the deathcore band. I, I showed you one of their songs. Uh, like, oh yes, okay, the deathcore band, of course. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I played that, uh, and I was like, I heard it, and I was like. Holy shit, the growls from Satan himself. I might as well download this freaking song. Holy crap. Um, just download the album while you're at it? It was just a single. Um, oh. I, I tried looking for an album it was off of, but I'm like, I can't find anything. It was just the one single that went viral. Um, but uh, aside from that, uh, mostly stuff that I have lined up for the 10-second purge. So uh, most recent ones I, I took a look at was like a, like a, a band called Denominate. De- uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, there was Blood Feet. Okay. Blood Feast Ritual, which I, I quickly touched on, uh, was what else was there? Uh, Haken, which, oh my God, if you are a fan of anything progressive, holy shit, look it up. You're giving um, me a prog boner, man. Come on, it, don't, don't tease oh, me like that. I legit, you want? I, I, I'm going to spoil this joke. You want to know what what like what the joke I wrote down for that 10 second purge was? <laughs> what? The second I hit play on this album, I had an audible orgasm. My neighbors complained, <laughs> but it was worth it. <laughs> like it was great. Oh my god! Um, another another one I, I put on was like a Church of the Dead. Uh, King Gorm, I uh, played their self titled. Uh, I haven't written anything down for that yet, but uh, that's it was pretty good. I'd say I'd, I'd say definitely recommended if you're like uh, it like a Pink Floyd fan, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely not metal. I'd say, but I got major like build the wall vibes. Mm-hmm. Like the wall vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. What about you? What are you listening to? Um, A bunch of random shit. <laughs> <laughs> As per usual, but uh, names, uh, names, names, names. I want to recommend some. Okay. Um, so the last time I was over, we watched – you remember Page Fire? Page Fire. Yes, I got you hooked we, as hell yes, on Page Fire. <laughs> um, and we were watching the one video series called How to Be. And the one video was a murder folk vocalist, or no, a murder folk band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one name that he kept mentioning was Amigo the Devil. Oh, you ended up looking him up? I ended up looking him up, and I love his shit. His stuff is very good. Um, What I really love about him the most is he's not really, for those wondering what the fuck he is, um, Mm. he's, oh, sorry, can I swear? Dude, I've been swearing this entire fucking time, man. Go for it. <laughs> okay, okay. That'll probably be my one, Andrew Mama. My one swear word. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, Sunfire asked the exact same question. She was like, I, I don't give a, a, a crap. Can I say that? I'm like, dude, what? have you been listening to what I've been saying? <laughs> um, but no, Amigo the Devil is not your typical country singer. He's not country at all. It is country music for metalheads mm-hmm. essentially that's the best way i describe metal folk and 
What I love about Amigo the Devil is the fact that he is a brilliant storyteller. Mm. And that's what really sells me sells him to me on his songs are his uh, incredible lyrics, whether they be about alcohol abuse, you know, spousal abuse, or even um, about telling a story of a murderer, like a Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm -hmm. But like, he is such a genius. I recommend listening to the Manimals album. It is very good. I actually purchased the album (laughs) and a (laughs) t-shirt. That is how hooked I got to him. Yeah. Um, what else have I been listening to? Um, I've been listening to this song. It's not a new song per se, but it's a mm. remaster. It's a redone version of a song. Okay. If you get what I mean. Yeah, of course. So a couple years ago, there's I'm huge into this Italian comedic metal band called Nano War of Steel. Mm-hmm, of course. And they had their hit album, which ended up leading them to get signed by napalm records was called stairway to valhalla uh-huh. and there was a song off off of it called uranus which is about the planet and not uranus no but it got better when they redid it and they had guest vocal work done by steel panther frontman really michael star yes and listening to the michael star version of it over the original one there's like a huge difference and it sounds so much better with michael star involved oh gosh. and just the music video for the song alone is absolutely hilarious and ridiculous <laughs> like where else do you see like nine sexy girls dressed as aliens and sailor moon that's a steel panther video on drugs is what it is uh but nano war of steel <laughs> nano war yeah mixed in with metal war just for good good measure oh my gosh yeah oh no no, no. mixed with nano because they're Smaller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of all things, I've been listening to, um, I don't know if you heard them, uh, Necrogoblicon. Oh, yes. I used to play some of their stuff on uh, the Metal Robot radio show uh, back when yeah. I was in college. I've been hooked to that song, Dressed as Goblins. Mm-hmm. It's just because when you have the guy singing Dressed as Goblins like 20 times before he starts <laughs> singing lyrics, it gets stuck in your head. Yeah, which yeah. is smart by them, and John Goblicon alone is absolutely hilarious and so relatable. <laughs> like it's insane how relatable their goblin mascot is to everyone. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all goblins if you really think about no, it. No, and you're right. Um, <laughs> actually, the last the last new thing I do want to touch on that I've been listening to because I listen to so much new stuff, whether it be stoner metal, doom metal, gloom metal, or doom like gothic because mm-hmm. i i listen to everything there's this band i interviewed the other day over skype they're from new jersey and they're called half that's h-a-t-h mm-hmm. um and they released an album this year or for them released an album called the hive okay and i think you would love this album tom for the reason that listening to this you know what the main vibe i got was what's the main vibe blackwater park from opeth really it Leave was a old school Opeth in the modern day. Is that possible? Yes. No. And it was executed very well. I do have to say, like, really? I'm a huge, like, I support anything that's willing to do progressive death metal, like wow. Sleep Wraith. Again, oh. this is my stance on Sleep Wraith. They are not a, they are not a metalcore band. <laughs> I didn't, they are not a metalcore band in the slightest. They are progressive death metal. Has anybody said that they're metalcore? That, that's what it says on their thing. 
on their Facebook. I, I, do like, I know they have like they have metalcore influences. I know that for a fact because oh, that's obvious. Yeah, because like the the I know like when I was reviewing the original like that album when it came out, uh, they the PR said that that they've taken all their influences from their entire career and molded it into this uh, band. And metalcore was one of them, but they really call themselves a metalcore band. I don't, I don't buy it. I get. I don't see, buy it either, man. Them, like, there's no first, fucking. If Sleepwraith is metalcore, <laughs> then I'm Corey Taylor's stepdad. Because, <laughs> re, like, really think about it for a second. Really think about it. Yeah. There's no freaking way that they, a mesh in the same camp as Killswitch Engage, Devil Wears Prada, fucking asking Alexandria, and then Sleepwraith. Oh, and then the the comparison that they gave was between the Barry to me. Are they? I don't think they're metalcore. Like uh, a, no, but when I, did, I got yeah. my PR stuff from John Asher, mm-hmm. who, if you're not, uh, they, who you, like, I can definitely see, like, I could, uh, I'm, I'm with John, I'm with John Asher too, but I can definitely see, yeah, I can definitely see the comparison there. Like, like at least in the, at least in the sense that if you're a fan of the between the buried and me, then you can definitely yeah. get into sleep wraith. But other than that, I don't, I don't see like what could be similar about them. See, for me, vocally, I get a lot of death clock. Mm-hmm. And I know you know what I mean. Absolutely, I do. And besides that, I just can't. I don't know. I can't really point point to a band I think I can compare them to, which is good. Absolutely, because yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to compare something to a band, like an independent band to a major band, to try to describe them. Like it's something that you have to listen to yourself to get an opinion on. That Sleep Wraith with their debut album. Day Terror, which you can find on Spotify, yeah. Bandcamp, and just listen to it because it's worth the listen if you're a huge progressive death metal fan. And on top of progressive death metal, also listen to Half and also my friend, my good, my boys in Vancouver progressive death metal band, Neck of the Woods, to their release that came out this year, The Yanks of Ire. I love how Metal Robot the Metal Robot podcast has turned into PR, but free. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well, my god! But it's true. Like yeah, no, I that uh, like Sleep Wraith is one for one hundred percent sure. Like you've got to listen to Day Terrors. I as soon as I heard it, I was like, of all the bands that have been sent my way via PR, aside from Lindsay Schoolcraft, the on- Sleep Wraith is the only band that I've actively bought merch from uh because of a because pr sent their stuff my way yeah it's insane that that's the thing and that's really like what the i've always said that like not maybe not out loud in or on youtube but i've always said like if if i'm supporting the band with their merch it's easy to say that they are worth supporting in my books i because i can listen to i can give like great ratings to any band really but it's when i actively support them that is that it shows that i'm that you know what this is a legit band that i think you should really check out and you know what you're right about that because you've you've done a lot of stuff for independent bands Mm -hmm. and i don't see you at all with a lot of independent merchandise yeah so well it's also because like i'm broke but uh (laughs) it's also (laughs) i'm broke too i'm just an idiot when it comes to money Uh, but no, like I don't like you even see like if you go through my entire like YouTube discography, my T-shirt collection is very small. Like I it's either Event Sevenfold, Pantera, there's Parkway Drive. Uh, I have Lamb of God. That's that the T-shirts fading to shit. Lindsay Schoolcraft. Uh, I have a fake band called Bringer of Sadness, uh, <laughs> which is just a Philip DeFranco merch. Um, I've, and of course, Sleep Wraith. 
I think there were a few others in there. I know Dream Theater's in there. Uh, Iron Maiden I've got for my birthday, uh, along with Metallica. Thrasher's Paradise t-shirt. Yes, the Thrasher Paradise t-shirt, of course. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, like, I don't buy a lot of merch because a lot of bands, like, unless they, unless I feel like they actively deserve my support, and that's, yeah, and that's not me saying, like, my opinion matters more than anybody else, but that's more me mm. saying, like, if I, if I personally feel like that this band is doing something that resonates personally with me, then I'll buy the merch. Yeah, like I'll buy it. I'll buy a T-shirt. I'll buy a uh, oh, trivium. Uh, I forgot about them. I'll buy a T-shirt. I'll buy CDs. I'll buy posters, et cetera, et cetera. And I have no problem with doing that. No, I'm with you there. Like this is my conflict. I like sleep later day terror so much that it's it's making it difficult for my top three albums of the year mm. for 2020. There's no my top it. ten. For, they're for um, me. They're at the very. I won't spoil where they are going to be placed, but at the very least, they are in the top three, hands well, down. Yeah, for you and for the Metal Robot podcast, I'll give you the exclusive. Okay. Um. So, right now, I'm at a difficult decision because it's right now we're we're looking at three bands mm-hmm. and three albums for the 2020 albums of the year. Sleep Rates, Day Terror is one of them. Right. Also up there is Unleash the Archers, Abyss, mm-hmm. and Apox, The Scryer. Okay. Uh, can now. I- I've got. It's, oh, sorry, sorry. You were saying no. <laughs> you were you were saying something before I cut you off. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I was just about to say like I've listened to uh, those three albums a lot over mm. the over the past little bit, and for me, it's very much like I need to get like more opinions about about it, and that's never happened before. Even though this is like the second time we're doing it, but last year it's just I heard. Invictus Halls of Extinction, and I knew immediately, yeah, this is the album of the year. Mm-hmm. Hands down, I can confidently say that this year it's very difficult to pick. Let alone the top 10 alone, I still need to figure out. Like, I know some of the bands are going to be in it. Like, I know Neck of the Woods, The Yanks of Ire, that album's going to be somewhere in the top 10, but I don't know where. <laughs> That's always the struggle with coming up with like end of the year lists. It's like, you know what you want to put on here, but where? That's the real question. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely, uh, I can definitely agree with that 100%. Uh, for, but for me, like uh, if I can interject with mine, my like so Please far go ahead. at the very least, uh, the top three that I'm looking at, and this is not going to be heavily confirmed, but Sleep Wraith is, defin- is definitely in the top three. Uh, what's mm-hmm. looking to be in the top three alongside it uh, so far is obviously Demons and Wizards. Hands down. Oh, that was a really good one. That's, there's no question about it. Uh, yep. And a third one, I can't, honestly, I can't think of any others that I think should be up there, but I know there are quite a few that I'd be like, 100%, this has got to be uh, on the top 10 list. There, there are a lot of albums that I think should be up there, but 100%, Demons and Wizards and Sleep Wraith deserve to be up there. I'm tempted to put Lindsay Schoolcraft's Worlds Away on there, but I don't know if I can classify that as it's not a metal album. That's the big. That's the big thing. Okay, I I, I see the dilemma. I get I get that, but yeah. also it's a huge conflict conflict of interesting as she's been on the show multiple times, <laughs> uh, and and, just, and she's secretly your crush. Ha ha ha! You're very funny. <laughs> um, I know. I'm kidding. Hi Lindsay. I know you. I I'm hi, hoping Lin- you listen to this. Hi Lindsay. Thanks uh, for listening to the podcast. <laughs> but but because we're now talking about her, those that album was phenomenal, and it oh, does absolutely. deserve some recognition. Um, yeah, well, I'm with you there. I am with you there though, because it's not like the traditional metal album, mm-hmm. but 
I think I'll use the ex- I would use the excuse since it is by a metal musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, we can technically count like like uh, Damnation by Opeth. Mm-hmm, true. It's not per se metal album, but it's by a metal band, so it true. technically counts. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Do Do you want to so, hear? What's go- do you, you want to hear what's going on my worst of the year list? Um, I'm interested. I'm interested. Who's up there so far this year? For the worst of the year list? Oh, God. Yes. Uh, e- easy pick, Five Finger Death Punch, hands down. There's no... Oh. That's an, that's that's like an easy pick. Like, that's way mm-hmm. easy. Uh, the other one that's up there, and it's more of an unknown, but uh, it's like the band that I found, was through a, it was through a PR, uh, mm-hmm. which was Nero Argento. Yeah, the name alone. Well, they, I listened to it. I'm like, uh, it's basically uh, a trap metal album. Oh. But the producer was either high, drunk, in a ditch, or all three. Wow. Um, it was see, it was really, really bad. My ears were hurting. Like, and I was listening. I wasn't even listening with headphones. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I don't have a worst of the year list. Right. Yeah. Because I don't want to do that to a band. Mm-hmm. But I'll say albums I didn't. I'm not. Like, I don't love as much. Um, I, taking no, nothing away from the band, but right. Sirens, Dead Man Tells No Tale, or si, Sirens <laughs> album. Oh, God. Um, like, Dead Man Tells No Tales, Tales, the song, is really good. I think oh. that's the saving grace from the album. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The album together, mm. I... I, I uh. I find it hard to listen to. Uh, yeah, I think I think like uh, uh, like it's not like it's not just you. Like other people have had a similar problem with Sirens album, uh, and that's like it should have been an EP. Like at the yes. at the very least, if you can fault them for anything, like I know some people have said, like you know the instrumentation is a bit is a bit more on the generic side. Vocals are like the obviously top tier element of the entire thing. The, their vocalist is oh so good. Uh, but if Sloan you can, is a good vocalist, yeah, yes. But if you can, but aside from anything of that nature, if you can fault them for anything, it should have been an EP. Those interludes e, should yep. not have been there. <laughs> at least no, not in, at least not in that capacity. Holy yes. shit! There was a lot of interludes. Every other fucking song, I was like, yeah, no, you guys yeah, are taking I me say out of this. It. And yeah, I own a siren key, long sleeve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still waiting to interview them. Oh, I'm yeah. still. Yeah, she keeps. We keep talking about doing it, and she never responds back with a date. Yeah, uh, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's safe to say that we, as a community, love the local music scene. At the very least, I would hope that we all love the local music scene. But for obvious reasons, it is coming under fire now. Not intentionally, maybe. It's just from neglect, or maybe there is a hidden agenda. We have no idea, but at the very least, what we do know is that the local music venues in Canada and around the world are in deep, deep trouble. And so I want to take the opportunity for a video on Metal Robot Reviews to talk more about that, but most importantly, talk about why it shouldn't be happening, why it should be saved. So 
Right now, I'm collecting answers from anybody who is willing to talk about it and who's willing to save the local music scene. So if you have any thoughts about why you love the local music scene, why you think it deserves to exist, then tweet to me at the Metal Robot on Twitter, or you can join the Metal Robot Discord server that we talked about earlier and submit your answers there. I'm collecting any and all answers for the next little while. So if you want to submit your answers, tweet to me at the Metal Robot, submit it to Discord, or just send me an email explaining to me why the local music scene deserves to be saved. All right, with that said, back to the bullshit. You're listening to LRP, the Metal Robot Podcast. You did, you did tell me before we did start doing this that you did want to talk to me about a couple of things. Uh, yeah, yeah. The one, the one thing I did want to start talking about uh, was like, <laughs> it was an interesting one for sure. Like, obviously, when it comes to like dealing with anything in the uh, like the the higher plane that is the quote celebrity world or like even like the musician world, we've dealt with a lot okay. of. We've seen a lot of ridiculous theories coming from people. That should not be. That should not be this fucking stupid. Like, are we talking about Phil H. on Salmo ridiculous, or are we talking like way more ridiculous? Um. Well, now think like, uh, like we've we've seen like people with anti-vaxxer thoughts, and this is getting like it shouldn't be political in this one. This is just fucking stupid. Anti-vaxxer thoughts. Um. There's flat earthers, COVID deniers. Yes. Stuff like yes. That. Yes. Like it. Like whenever one pop. Like it's never like. All at once, but when one pops up, it's like it's like you're playing dipshit bingo. Only the prize, okay, yeah, I know. only the prize is crying in the corner while chugging your bottle of whiskey because humanity is not worthy of existing. Um, no, I, I I get that, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming there's a certain musician, a male musician. I yes, that feels this way. Well, before I actually bring that up, actually, I while I was digging into this, like because I wanted to do a bit more. Uh, look, I wanted to look further into like this whole thing when I was looking up, like mm-hmm. have any other metal musicians and come out with anti-vaxxer views. There is a band, a real fucking band called the refusers. And they're an <laughs> anti-vaxxer themed band with such, with such mind boggling lyrics. Like, and this is real. They're a medical military priesthood. Just like Adolf, they preach the greater good. Um, <laughs> Putting aside, I think this is, putting aside I think the you, <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off, Tom. That's but fine. That's fine. Go I, ahead, th- go ahead. I think this is something you and I have to do in person where we sit down and actually listen to one of their songs and review it. You know what? We should make that. We should make that a video. Just I'm we st- should. We're, we're patenting that right now. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to do it. We'll do it. But putting aside the really poor choice in comparison there. <laughs> yes. Somebody really needs to educate they, their lyricist on lyrical flow or chuck the fucking textbook at them because that was really bad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, un- unless they're like a punk. I haven't listened to any of their stuff because fuck no. But yes. it, like, I, it, unless they're doing like a thrash metal punk sound, like even then, lyrical flow, man. I'm reading this. I'm like, they're, I don't know how you could sing this or scream this at all. <laughs> Oh God! But no, uh, the person that I, I want to talk about was, was fucking Stephen Carpenter of Deftones. Ha- okay. Have you heard? Have you heard like what's been going on with that at all? See, I'm not a big Deftones person. Right. Okay. So I don't really tend to pay attention to anything Deftones. Right. Well, he uh, was on. Uh, he was on a podcast uh, called Tinfoil Hat with uh, Sam Tripoli, which is. <laughs> so great jesus christ it's a great name it's a great name um but on that podcast he he 
basically, like we were talking, uh, like, uh, like that, you know, there's people who believe in anti-vaccinations. There are people who believe the earth is flat. There are people who even yeah. believe that the coronavirus is a hoax. Ah, Stephen Carpenter is all three. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> That's my thoughts. I'm like, are you kidding me on this one? Like, uh, like I'll, I'll just play some of the, pull some of the quotes up here. Uh, first off, the earth is flat. The simplest terms from my perspective with flat earth is simply, I know we're not on a spinning flying space ball. Now, now what it actually is and all that and, and, and to what depths it, to, it goes to, that's all still to be discovered and people are working on those things. Um, what else? There was vaccines are bullshit, <laughs> which uh, from what I can tell, I don't think he mentioned anything of like, you know, they're injecting tracking devices into us, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, the crazy the people, fuck? like the crazy people with their phones have. Uh, but yep. but he says in a quote, there's never been one single vaccine that's ever worked ever. All poisons, <laughs> you can never get it out of your body. Your body has no means to expel it. It's stuck in you forever, and you just suffer with whatever it becomes. Which, right? Which sure. I mean, that is that is a great like uh, metaphor for something thing like maybe mental, which might be a good analogy for what the fuck is going on with Stephen Carpenter right now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and then then of course, uh, COVID nineteen isn't contagious. Oh Jesus Christ! Apparently, uh, which he um, was talking, which he used like uh, what was it? Um, he was talking about. Uh, which I'll, I actually know there's something else like germ theory, um, which is like, I'm grateful for COVID for teaching me the actual germ theory. And that is the virus is something the body creates. You are not, not capable of catching a virus for, from somebody to, to develop viruses because you have some type of poison or toxin within you. And that's your poisoned and toxin cells secreting the virus to clean them from the body. <laughs> Are you? No, you can see my face right now, but <laughs> goddamn, I, I can am... I can see it. Your 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 face is buried into your fucking palms. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I'm I'm crying. It's it's so great. Uh this is. I like... can tell you this very very easily. It makes it a lot easier to not like Deftones. <laughs> <laughs> like here's the thing: Deftones has never really been like my cup of tea. Anyways, I've appreciated their music and their influence on music on metal as a whole, but this is fucking beautiful. Oh <laughs> my god! It it gets even worse. It's not even done yet. Because uh, in fact, oh, no. COVID nineteen is a hoax. Uh, quote. Oh. Wouldn't the homeless population be all you need to know about the virus? I mean, if there was this incredibly deadly, deadly virus going around for this whole entire year, we would have lost everybody on the streets by now. I'm sure of it. But in fact, we didn't lose them. Their numbers got stronger, which that entire thing has actually been debunked. I can I can listen to the article that debunks his entire fucking theory. Oh, oh and, to add, and to add the yep. cherry on top, to add the cherry yep, on top of ahead. all this. Stephen Carpenter is invincible. What do you mean he's invincible? Quote, I have hung out with friends who have had colds throughout my life with confidence knowing I never would ever get sick because I've always believed in the mind over matter, you know? I'm not getting sick, so I never, I've never felt that, you know? Hell, I've shared joints with people when we were all sick. Some people, even while they had a fucking cold sore. 
yeah, I never got a cold sore after we did that. Which, um, great, it means that your immune system's great, doesn't mean that you're invincible. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a, a good dose of anthrax will still fucking kill you, dude. <laughs> Are we talking about the banned anthrax or the drug? Both. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I am reading through this and I'm losing brain cells as I read. I, and I'm so sorry to any listeners that have, that have had to hear me talk about this while laughing my goddamn ass off. But uh, I think I've lost all my energy just from listening <laughs> to that. Jesus. There is, I don't know how a person like this exists. Like, how do you exist with, I can, I can understand at least like someone believing in at least like, you know, don't vaccinate your kids or someone believing in like, you know. The, uh, the earth is flat or someone believing in like the like COVID-19 is a hoax. Like at least someone has like one or two, but all three and that they're invincible. How the hell is that a thing? I just got to say, I just got to say this. The weed he's smoking must be very good. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you've got, whatever black market weed you're smoking, bro. Can I get a piece? I, I'm kind of curious to know like what is, what it feels like to be in that kind of like placenta of a reality i don't right oh my uh, gosh like you know what all i all i have to say is you know to each their own if that's what he wants to believe i guess believe it i guess yeah uh doesn't, but like i know you and me are just like judging him oh we're laughing very, our fucking very, asses off here um, we're very disappointed and unimpressed but you know <laughs> he, he believes what he believes and you know it's not like it affects us it's not like we're huge deftone fans yeah well uh the funny thing is about that as well like because someone actually came out and uh like spoke out about this uh like someone who's who is uh close to him uh which is um richie Londres, uh who is like i don't know if that's i'm pronouncing that name right and if i do and i do apologize if i mispronounced it but um he is he's with his uh he's with stephen carpenter's side project soul Invicto. um and okay yeah, and on the on the on the official account for the band, he actually came to uh, Carpenter's defense, like not flat out believing that it's the case, and not and not confirming if it's re- if he's like if he believes it either. But he basically just says, you know, I just wanted to say on a flat plane or a globe or a donut, I stand with my brother all day long, and I'm like, okay. Continuing on, any fans or news sites getting their biscuits soggy over a random bit of chat on a podcast or having a laugh? And I'm like, yeah, we are. Yes. We really we're are. About right now, as we're, we're talking right about it, right now, this in, podcast. This, in this very podcast. Yes, we're doing that said thing. Oh my God. And I'm like, and he, but he basically goes on to say, like, you know, I've never had any bad interactions with him and no one has ever had any bad interactions with him. He's a genuinely great guy. And you know what? I believe that. I believe he is a genuinely great guy. And you know what? I'm sure that he fosters sick puppies to Aww. be able to bring him back to... I'm sure he does. I, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he's a genuinely amazing dude. And I'm sure I would love to have a beer with this guy. But that doesn't just, necessarily find, mean yeah. <laughs> that, he's a, that he's a genius, you know? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I get that completely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I find it funny, but at the same time, it's also... For me, at least, I'm, I'm looking at this like this is a little also concerning as well because, like, he's in Deftones, right? Like, yes. Deftones is a hugely influential metal band. Like, like we were talking about uh, uh, like earlier, their their entire existence for the throughout the entire new metal days has been insanely influential to the way music is now. Yeah. So, with that in mind, with with this guy coming out with all these theories, 
how much influence do you think he actually has on people? <laughs> like, I'm curious to know because we've. Is this a legit question? Yeah, actually, I, I like. Do you, okay. like, How much oh, do you wow. think he knows? Yeah. Do I think he knows? Um, like, how much influence do you think he has? I don't really know. Um, I'm assuming because he he's part of the band. They, they're nice enough to let him have a say mm-hmm, not a huge say but like you know like a ringo star kind of thing where it's just like good job buddy we're gonna <laughs> put this on the fridge <laughs> we'll hang that macaroni up for you it's okay <laughs> yeah yeah stuff like that i think i think that <laughs> you, you made mommy look so deformed with that it's okay we'll put it up <laughs> Uh, it's not deformity. It is art. It's art. <laughs> I'm sure that what, that's what Picasso said too. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but no, like that's kind of the thing because like I know a lot of a lot of like bigger name, uh, big names in any industry you look at, whether it's the you know whether whether it's actors or musicians, they have huge influence over a lot of people because whatever they say must be true, right? Like they're they have a huge platform that's speaking to millions. Which is why I'm like, this is, uh, huh? How do huh. we go about this? <laughs> I mean, do you do do you believe everything? I guess Billie Eilish says. No, wait, that's a bad example. She doesn't talk. Much. Yeah, she doesn't talk. She doesn't uh, talk. Pe- people uh, people just start like simping over her when she's wearing a tank top, which is weird. Um, uh, oh, 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 that's a whole. That's a story for another time, Tom. Story you for know another. That. Ew, yeah. Ew. <laughs> yeah, like, dude. It, how, wait, how old is she? No, no, she's still a minor, right? No, she's legal. I think. I'm not sure. Oh, still What's creepy that? though. How about we? How it's still we creepy stop though. Talking about it. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, let's I'm, move I'm on. I'm kind of getting like a little while talking about it, but I'm. Yeah, I'm getting gross too. Um, Tom, let's just move on. Moving on. So, anyways, but no, like, like celebrities and musicians and actors all have like some sort of influence over like a pop, a populace that looks up to them, which is why yeah, I'm like, course. I'm looking at this. I'm like, it's easy for me to laugh. It's easy for me to be like, absolutely. This is the funniest shit I've ever read. Reading. This is giving me comedy gold. Like I can, I can feel a uh, freaking what's his name. Uh, he, what's his name? He's a comedian. He did. He's a comedian. He did like a uh, metal impressions. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, Oh, Oh yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, 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 Damn it! It starts with it starts with a J. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, if you know who I'm talking about, then you know exactly. Like, if he's he's looking at this and he's writing shit down as he's reading it, it's like, oh my god, this is great. Like, what? What's a word to rhyme with idiot? <laughs> idiot. Oh my god, I've, I've I've just been calling him dipshit. Um, uh, dipshit, dipstick, um, ass muncher. Uh, f- well, ass munchers. Wow, Tom. Very, very sophisticated language. <laughs> I, I literally, when I was looking stuff up, I'm like, what is words I can describe it? I literally went to Reddit. <laughs> and I was, uh, <laughs> I was like, what can, what's a great way to describe this? And there's so, so many, so many great ones, but I, I think I forgot all of them. Um, ah, it's okay, Tom. Don't worry. I know. I know. It's okay. We'll still put my art up on the, on the, on the fridge. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but I, I just like, I saw that. I'm like, there's no way I can talk about this with just me. There's no freaking way. I got to get yeah. someone else to riff on him for this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which again, thank you so much for coming on for that. Oh my gosh. Hey, no problem. No problem. Uh, was there anything else? Like, 
topic wise, uh, you, you need to get out of the way. Actually, yeah. Uh, one thing, I, not topic wise, but I did want to ask you, like, because uh, Metal Monday, how's the high for that? Oh, it's calmed down now. The high's calmed down now? Uh, are yeah, there any, yeah. I know you were talking about, like, there may be a sequel to that. What would that, uh, do we do we have any plans, like, in motion for that? Like, when can we expect a sequel? Do you have any, like. All plans, all plans have been halted. Uh, I'm guessing because of COVID? Uh, that and I'm busy right now, like. Mm-hmm. In my life, because I'm well, even though I'm just working the one job now, uh, but that's still for like until December, right? Of course. Uh, right now, as we see it, when I get back, when I get called back to work, um, the main thing for me is that I'd like to start selling more merchandise, mm-hmm. and then that with that, hopefully, we can help build up a more of a following, and that then hopefully that following can help produce the next live show that we do put on because i would like to put on like a show at least once a year yeah with amps and actual people performing like electrically and stuff absolutely um right now all i can say is we are aiming for something in the summer okay like very early groundworks like that's that's all we know something in the summer Something in the summer. Okay. Something in the summer. We have no bands confirming tonight because we don't know what the hell is going to be allowed and not allowed mm-hmm. come 2021. But, you know, we're just going to see what happens. Okay. Well, hopefully we do hear something soon. Uh, but I'm guessing you'll be updating people on your socials, on YouTube. Uh, yeah. And we'll be up. Well, we're going to be figuring stuff out, talking to bands behind the scenes just to see. Who can do what? Who can we get? You know, I would like to include some Hamilton bands in the show, in this show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just because we're Hamilton based YouTube channel, Hamilton metal supporters. I felt, feel it would only make sense to have like Hamilton bands part Mm. of the show. Absolutely. I I would definitely love to see like some, some local shows uh, for like some local bands. That'd be great to see. Oh yes. All right. Yeah. And uh, any updates on that? I'm like you said, you'll be on like uh, your social media on YouTube. So, uh, so definitely uh, go check out Thrasher's Paradise YouTube on uh, Facebook and Instagram uh, at Thrasher's Paradise at Thrasher's underscore Paradise. I believe it is. Uh, Yes, on Instagram. Yeah, and Thrasher's Paradise on Facebook. Look it up. uh, Check out his stuff. And even if there's no updates, going to be coming anytime soon. Still check them out. It's great content. Uh, it's great interviews. Aww, uh, with thank great, you, Tom. With great with great Canadian bands, you get to find out more about more about the Canadian metal scene. It's great. It's great stuff. So uh, yes, and other metal scenes because recently we did interview this Dutch metal band from the Netherlands. Ooh, yeah. So so that your your boundaries have expanded, my friend. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So that's that was the first for us, and the band's called Black Rabbit, and they were very like honored to be the first Dutch band to come on and just, they were very cool and it was awesome. I'm look forward to working with them again in the future. Yeah. And just, we'll see what happens. Hopefully I can reach more countries in Europe and maybe even across the world. Absolutely. To get to get bands from all over the world would be great, especially seeing as most of the interviews I'm guessing are now being conducted over zoom and Skype thanks to COVID. So obviously the reach yeah. has expanded 
profusely because of that. So I love to see. Oh, yes. I, I can't wait to see more bands coming on the show. Uh, so, so again, Thrasher's Colin Sterling, Thrasher's Paradise. Go check them out on YouTube and on social media. It's a great follow. And if you get the chance, on uh, check out his radio show. R- when is your radio show, Mr. Colin Sterling? It is every Tuesday night from 9.30 to midnight Eastern Standard Time on 101.5 The Hawk. Now, because there is two 101.5 to Hawks in the country of Canada, it is the one that is that, that is for Mohawk College. So make sure to click on the website to make sure you are at the right one. Yep. Uh, to help you out with that, uh, the website is 1015thehawk.mohawkcollege.ca. You can listen live to the station. Usually it does like um, local alternative music, but whenever Colin Sterling comes lie. on, it's when... Oh, it is. <laughs> it is a lot. Every t- after my show is done, I kid you not, it's like 1950s swing music. That is that's weird. Yeah, because I, I know like during the day at least it's mostly alter- Hamilton's alternative because I uh, I yeah. had a show on there for a while. That's what we played. Um, but it's it comes brings on a lot of different stuff. I don't know uh, what's going on. There's so it's it's a melting pot of everything. Yeah, but it's <laughs> nine thirty to midnight on Tuesdays Eastern Standard Time that you really want to pay attention to. As yes. metalheads must support metalheads. It is the law, obviously. I mean, we can still call each other idiots if they come up, Stephen Carpenter, but either way. <laughs> um, Stevie T. Still, oh, God. Oh, can you imagine if he came out as an anti-vaxxer? That wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm also just like, wow. But, but my only thing is, which eye do I look at him to tell him he's an idiot? <laughs> To be fair, I think even he, I think I think even he's leaned into that more and more as as his career's gone on. But anyways, Colin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again. It's great having you on uh, to talk about everything and making fun of everything. It's great. So again, thanks for coming on. Again, Thrasher's Paradise, check him out, uh, and hopefully we can get you on the podcast again some other time. Tom, you know what? Uh, big thank you again for having me on. I, I love doing this because it's basically just us hanging out, but over a different platform. And you always know I'm down for a podcast. Just shoot me a message whenever, and I will be more than happy to make the time to come back on. Awesome. Yeah, again, thanks for coming on, man. Anytime. You just listened to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to episode 10 of the Metal Robot Podcast. You can check us out online on YouTube, Metal Robot Reviews, Facebook and Twitter at The Metal Robot, and Instagram at The.MetalRobot. You can also check out everything we do on TheMetalRobot.com for videos, reviews, press, and so much more. I'm Tom McKay. Thank you so much for listening. Click subscribe if you haven't already. I'll see you in the mosh pit next time. Have a good night.